This is Penned In, the podcast for all things bookish. My name is Anna Kate Meadler, and I'm here to help you find your next read. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 12 of Penned In. This week, I'm talking about the reading slump that just can't seem to go away, what I'm currently reading, and also some ideas I have for the future of this podcast. Reading-wise, it has not been a good couple of months. I thought I would have read so much by now and I just haven't because so many things keep getting in the way to the point where I just haven't had the motivation. Technically speaking, I am still reading. It's just at a snail pace because of everything that is going on. To say that I am behind on all of the arcs I have to read would be an understatement. I am severely behind right now. So I guess if you're an author I have your book. I am reading it. I promise. It's just taking longer than normal. The thing with being a mood reader is that because I'm reading at least three books at any given time, I am constantly bouncing back and forth between them. Sometimes, sometimes I will just start reading a book and I will read it just straight through. But other times, like now, I'm just slowly reading a page of each at a time, which really does not help reading slumps. The other problem is because fantasy is my favorite genre, it's really the only genre I will actually buy. This would be perfectly fine if I could read multiple fantasy books at any given time, but I can't do that because the world building is so complex. If I tried to read two different fantasy series at the same time, it would just end up a mess because I would just mix up so many facts. So that's the dilemma I'm in. I own way too many fantasy books and do not have the bandwidth to read them all. It honestly hurts my reader soul a bit to see all the fantasy books just sitting, staring at me from the shelf, knowing full well I might not get to them before I go to college. And if I don't get to these books before I go to college, I might never have time to read them at all. They might just never see me again. I say that dramatically. They are, I'm going to see my books again. It's just not going to be as frequently because I won't be at my house as much, which is why I've been trying so hard to get through my physical TBR because the thought of leaving for college without having read all my books hurts me inside. I do not want to do that. Right now I'm reading three books. I own physical copies of all of them, but I'm only counting two as being on my physical TBR because the third is a book I'm reading for AP Lit, and I really don't keep the books that I read for school unless I really, really like them, and that's not exactly the case with this one. It's called A Raisin in the Sun. It's a play by Lorraine Hansberry. Objectively, it's a good play. It's just not 
something that I would want to read, which is why I'm probably going to donate it at some point because I don't exactly see a point of keeping books that I don't like. I just finished Act 2 because we have to read that by tomorrow. If you understand the time period that it was written in, like it was produced first in 1959, all of the supposed plot twists aren't really plot twists. You can see them coming. I don't think that necessarily makes the play bad. Actually, I think the way the tension was written and all the foreshadowing is, again, done well. The problem is not all of that. The problem is, again, I just don't like slower-paced stories. And because of that, it's just been a struggle. Honestly, reading plays in general is a struggle. I feel like they're always going to be more entertaining if you see them performed, which is probably the case with this play because it's not, it's not meant to be read as a book it's meant to be watched as a performance which I think again plays into my thoughts on it there are simply only a limited amount of setting descriptions and character actions that I can handle which is again why actually going and watching the play is so much better because you're not reading about it you're just watching them do it there's no explaining I think it's also the same Thing with screenplays versus the actual finished TV or movie product because things like that rely so heavily on visual and auditory cues. A lot of important nuances are just a lot harder to get when you aren't getting those cues. This is also partially the reason why I listen to slower paced novels as an audiobook just because there are more auditory cues with that that I'm not probably going to pick up if I read the actual book. The book I'm reading on audiobook right now, it's called The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna, which is that kind of slower-paced literary historical fiction style. I actually own it in a physical hardback, but I decided to pick up the audiobook because, again, it's going to be a lot easier for me to stick with the story if I can hear the different voices. Because that way I'm not like glazing over important moments and missing the nuances and the messages the author wants me to get from their story. I'm a couple hours in right now. Surprisingly, I don't mind it. It takes a moment to realize what year they're in because the author jumps forward a couple years, which seems to be the case in a lot of literary fiction novels. I just need to take a minute to figure out what year they're in and references to what's going on helps a lot. This specific novel starts out in a small Texas town in the 1920s and you can get that when the main character Elsa mentions the flapper dresses and the sparkle and the speakeasies. And then the section I'm on right now is more in the 1930s where she's grown up into an adult with kids living in a drought as well as the Great Depression. The only critique I have as of right now that's not related to the genre itself is probably Elsa's daughter Loretta. She seems a bit whiny which is a little annoying. I realize the author is going for realism here but it just 
bothers me. Not enough to like keep me from fully enjoying the book, but I do hope it gets better. And then the third book I am reading right now is a fantasy called Memories of Blood and Shadow by Aaron S. Jones. I'm also not very far into this book either. I may be about a fifth of the way in, which is decently far along. I actually was supposed to get this book read by April 7th because that's when this book was released. I was given an arc in exchange for review, which is coming. I just, because of everything going on, and then also the last fantasy book I read by a man, I just was really apprehensive going into it. Anyone who knows me knows how much fantasy by men scares me because it can so easily turn into misogynistic stereotypes of women. Like, I'm not saying don't write about women and misogyny at all. I'm not saying don't put it into your worlds. But the majority of the time when men do put it into their worlds, it's not done correctly or it's done in like a gross way that makes me feel uncomfortable. Because I had finished a fantasy book just like that, I was really scared going into this one. I'm not going to get my hopes up yet, but as of right now, I have yet to see any of those misogynistic stereotypes, which I will applaud Jones for because I feel like that's just something men do. I'm not trying to generalize. It's just something I have noticed as a female reader. The world that Jones has created is it's still filled with all the war and the bloodshed and all the things that come with a dark fantasy world. But so far, there is no misogyny, which it's just awesome. It's so nice to read about a world where women and men are just casually at the same skill level. Like he doesn't talk about women being discriminated against in the army at all. In fact, from what it sounds like, they just seem to be treated equally, which I didn't realize how much of a relief it would be to find a book like that. And the women that are in the book, they don't just take a seat the entire time. Like, they're active characters, too. There's Alice, who's Tavar's best friend, or one of his best friends. And then there's also Carver, who's one of the villains. So, you get both sides, and not in a bad way, either. The story itself is actually quite entertaining. There are a couple times when he bounces back in between time zones because it's basically Tavar in the future talking about the past that it gets a little confusing. So a little more explanation when he bounces between the time zones would be great. I also wondered if it would be cool if when Tavar is telling the story he talks in first person and when they flash back it's back to third. I don't know how that would work but I thought maybe that could be cool. That's enough I'll say about that book. I'm going to have a full review of this one on my podcast, hopefully at some point. I don't think it will be next week because it's a very big book. It has about 600 pages, which is a lot. But within the next two to three weeks, I would love to get a full review of this up. And ideally, with how much I'm enjoying this book right now, I'd also really love to interview the author. I haven't asked or looked into if he even does interviews but if I could get an interview with him for this ep like not this episode but for this podcast that would be great 
And that kind of leads into the last section of this podcast, overbreak. And just in general, I thought a lot about what I want to continue doing in college. And if I do want to continue doing something, how I'll go about it. Because I know I'm going to be pretty busy in college. I'm going to be going into engineering, which I hear is a major workload. I don't want to overstress myself, but I also want to continue doing the things that I enjoy. One of which being this podcast. I have quite a few ideas for how I'm going to do it. I think I'm still going to keep episodes to about 15 minutes, unless I'm doing a book talk with someone or an author interview, just because... Time-wise, again, I'm going to be so busy in college, I don't want to have to stress myself out with this. Originally, when I created this podcast, I had a lot of ambitious ideas for it. Like, I wanted to do an author interview every single month. I wanted to have guests come on and talk on the podcast. I wanted to review all of these books. Obviously, that hasn't worked out as much as I expected or hoped that it would, but I really still would love to have more interviews and maybe book talks with some of my friends on this show. If I can manage to do that, it'll also take a lot of pressure off me to read constantly because when I don't have author interviews, the only other content option really is talking about books when if you haven't had time to read the books can get really problematic, which is also kind of played into why my episode posting was not as consistent as I wanted it to be. It was pretty consistent, all things considered, but I wanted a lot fewer weeks off than I had. But I'll think and work on that. If you guys have any ideas, I do have contact information down below in the description. So if you have ideas of what you'd like to see on here, just let me know. I'm open to really anything. And that's all I have for this week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure to look out for next week's episode on Anchor or Spotify. Spotify.